Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. It is Monday, January 8th. This is our first cigar review of 2018. We decided to do something special. We're going to break down the Lenox by Peter LaFleur Dominica. Jody loves Chachi. And lastly, YouTube star Logan Paul found out there's more you can do at Okigahara, Japan's suicide forest. It's called Career Suicide. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the Hot Ticket Podcast. I didn't know what I was going to get coming home from the wharf. And uh, I told Lauren, I was like, hey, like, what should we get for dinner? I'm freaking starving. And I've been trying to eat healthy. Ended up going to fucking Cane's. And I got the, they literally have a combo called the Caniac. <laughs> it's called the Caniac. It's like six or seven strips of chicken. And it's like a bucket of fries. That sounds wonderful. And I had the biggest iced tea I've ever had in my life. And then I ate like an entire pint of ice cream afterwards while building a puzzle. Cheers to a great Friday night. I had chilies with Stephanie. Do you have the chilies over here? You're like right down the road? What time were you there? Like 9.30. Oh. So way later than... Yeah. yeah, because I guess if I was leaving the wharf and you were leaving the wharf, then there's no way you would have been at... Because I... Okay, this is going to sound really fucking weird. Did this look, someone look like me? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to make fun of you when I say this. Okay. So last night when I was sitting in the drive through at Cane's, I looked over and Chili's was packed. Booming. They had the cars. Where I noticed the cars lined up on the side because their parking lots kind of butt up next to each other. Yeah. And I saw all the cars lined up on the side. And I was like, who in the fuck goes, how many, why do this many people go to Chili's on a Friday night? I'm perplexed. So when you just told me you had <laughs> Chili's for dinner, I'm like, yeah, we, oh, that's we weird. did their, their deal where they, you can get like two entrees and meal or whatever for 20 bucks. It's a pretty good deal. It Their food deal. It doesn't suck either. No, it's I must good. admit, like as far as the what do you call them, uh, chain restaurant styles. No, like that's if you good. Were to, like you have O Charlie's, then you have like Applebee's, and then you have Chili's. And yeah, the, like it, Chili's is that probably the more higher end top rated food. Yeah, one. The, the one thing we always get is um, Chipotle honey crisper like chicken strips. Oh yeah, and it's like a spicy honey glaze on them and they're fucking amazing yeah that sounds good and then i had that and then i had fried pickles french fries Jesus. steamed broccoli two chicken southwestern egg rolls jesus christ did and you say hey give me this whole page off the menu <laughs> i'll take the whole right side <laughs> stephanie bought the extra like she just i don't know why she does it she knows she can't eat that much food, but she constantly buys big meals worth of shit. Stephanie's been doing this for 14 years. Yeah. So she Ever since all this I've food. known her, which has actually been 20 years. And I'm like, that's not going to keep. That's not going to keep. So I just started shoveling this shit into my face. Yeah, like and you can't save a potato skin. Anything potato you can't yeah. save unless it's mashed. And so I ended up, when I was done, felt like, felt like hell. So I had uh, <laughs> five CLA pills. To help kind of burn through that shit. Isn't I thought CLA was an appetite suppressant. No, so not not at least not the ones I have. 
like mine you take with your meals to just kind of prevent fat from building up oh is it like more of a digestive yeah. metabolizer or yeah. whatever oh, yeah i gotcha okay so when you take the you take them with your meal and it kind of helps gotcha i you know what would help you these cleansing pills i'm taking oh i need to these do acai cleanse. these acai berry ones i take are super harsh i like the feeling i used to use acai <sighs> dude those motherfuckers god is it, is it the same ones you can get anywhere yeah you can get them all over the place but they're like they're they're borderline rough laxative, a lot yeah. less cleanse. So like, I'll put it this way: times of which I feel like super bloated, or I'm like, man, I'm just yeah. I ate, I consume too much food and I feel like shit. By the next morning, it's all out of the system. Do you know what I do? But I like the acai berry ones because they're natural. I don't like cleanses where I I don't understand the ingredients. I do home cleansing. I take my squirt bottle. And I shoved up my rectum and just squeeze warm water into my anus. So you're giving yourself an enema. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Sounds delicious. So when you're feeling constipated or bloated, just shove your mm. own water bottle up your anus. <laughs> squirt, squirt. <laughs> uh, so pretty cool. It's got to be the Gatorade bottles, though. Those work the best. They have the huge cap on them, so yeah. you really get in there. You get it in it there. It almost like it's vacuum seals. Yeah, you just squeeze bottle that shit. Oh. <sighs> You could do that with alcohol and get drunk. That's true. People do them. They call them tampinis. Really? There's a name for it? Yeah, you take a tampon. Tampon oh, mixed with martini. So you call yeah. it a tampini. Tampinis. Yeah. <laughs> Girls will put it in their vag holes and guys put it in their anus. Hmm. It's just a quick way to get drunk. You know, kids, did you hear about the whole thing happened earlier this year? Or sorry, I don't want to say earlier this year because it is earlier this year. Back in 2017, that sounds weird. Where kids were squirting alcohol into their eyeballs. Ugh. And the fucked up thing is like, because every fucking stupid 15, 16, 17 year old wants a, a faster way to get drunk. Because none of them like the taste of beer. No, That's something you acquire like over feeling. time. Yeah. They like the feeling of being drunk. So it's like, what's path of least resistance? I never thought you could graduate from a tampini into something worse. Like but they started alcohol eye drops. <laughs> so they were squirting in their eyes. Because it hit the bloodstream so fast. I mean, think about where your brain's at in comparison to the blood vessels in your eyes. It's very close, right? So the tr- the the travel is a lot closer, a lot quicker. It's almost instantaneous. Yeah. But then they were burning out the fucking corneas in their fucking sure. eyes. And the kids were going blind. Sure. <laughs> so it's like, this is why you're was 16 a, years old. I was just about to ask about blindness. Because like, dude, that's fucking alcohol. Have you yeah. seen the warning labels on any product that has chemicals or alcohol bases in them? They say, don't put if it in your you eyes. get it in your eye, rinse with cold water. If you still have issues, go to the yeah. doctor. And these fuckers were squirting it intentionally <laughs> into their corneas. Because <laughs> oh, that's a smarter thing to do. But oh, you know what? It goes, about, it goes back to the whole developmental piece of your brain. When you're that young, dude, think about the stupid shit we you did make when we were st- young. You make stupid choices and you learn from God, them. I did so much stupid stuff. Like, like Kale. Like when How he, am I still alive? I don't know. When Kale washes his body with soap, I'm like, don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your eyes. And what touch does he do? Eyes. Touches his fucking eyes. And he gets soap in his eyes and he's screaming and I punch him. He's knocked out in the bathtub. I have to throw him out. I have to finish what I'm doing, leaving him right. unconscious on the on the rug. Right. And then, then you got to dry him off and the whole then thing. Then you got to dry him off. And then you got to take him to the doctor and explain why he's got bruises on his head. I swear he, he fell down him. the stairs again. <laughs> You're like, Mr. Allen, this is the fourth time this week. He's clumsy. He's a very clumsy kid. Why does he have soap behind his ears? I don't know. Kid likes soap. Yeah, just don't even wash off the soap. But just leave it on there. Yeah, yeah. that's it. dude. Kids are doing some stupid shit. But you know what? 
you have to commend them for the creativity. It's much more creative than the things we did when we were younger. Yeah. We would just do it the old-fashioned way. How do you rate a liquor cabinet? How do you rate a friend's liquor cabinet? Or find the friend that you have that has a full-grown beard at the age of 17 and have him go buy your alcohol. Dude, yeah. That's literally what we did in high school. Or have the older brother go get it. Like, it wasn't creative, but it was tried and it was true. It worked, yeah. It worked every time. We weren't squirting shit into our fucking eyeballs. I just heard that you can't sneak shit into a movie theater anymore. The fuck you can. I do it every time. Like, they're starting to check bags. Good. And uh, Check check my anus. That's what this lady did. She bought a fanny pack that looks like a pregnancy thing, so it looks like she's pregnant. Oh, and stuck everything in there? Bag. That's incredible. <laughs> they, Lauren and I never get checked when we go to the theaters, and we sneak in things all the time. Hmm. Because here's the thing. Get right, because they're cracking down. You know what you have to do? It's got to be a younger guy. It doesn't work with the older guys. The older guys will check your shit. But the young kids who are like 16, 17 years old, job. it's not even about that. You have to look more intimidating than they do. Like, so you know how I always look like an asshole when I'm walking. And I'm not an asshole, but I look like an asshole everywhere I go. I do not look approachable at all. And I do it for a very specific reason. I don't want to be bugged. If I want to talk to you, I'll talk to you. But yeah. I, I don't want to have, I don't want to be the guy with the smile on my face that everyone thinks I can just walk up to and have a conversation. Just not who I am. So I look like a dick 99% of the time I'm out in public. Yeah. So what I do is I look more intimidating than they do. And dude, it's like, they don't even give you pleasantries. It's just like, enjoy your movie. And they just like walk on. <laughs> but if it's an older guy, if it's someone who's like retired and working at the, it doesn't work with older Don't guys. look at me. Keep your eyes down, punk. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> like those guys, it just doesn't work on. But with younger guys, it, it definitely works. The old guys, I mean, they're so, I think they're prideful too, right? Like they just, sure. they're just like, you know, I know what? everything. I, you know, I'm already retired. This is just a fun job, but I'm going to take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in retirement, but my work ethic is still stands. Right. Right? I worked at the goddamn GM plant for 30 goddamn years. You think I'm going to lax on this job? Hell no. I'm giving it my all. You know every one of them's like that. Yeah. And they do. They do. You ever seen an old guy stock boy? Yeah. They're fucking awesome. They're yeah, incredible. They're... Those are the hustlers. It's the young little bitches who fucking, uh, I'm just, I'm getting off on a tangent, but <laughs> it's the young guys that make me angry. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, hey, this is going to be our first review of 2018. Recap of episode 34. We yeah. just talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2017 and everything we liked, disliked, and so on, which is a really good conversation. But now we're getting back into the specific reviews. Yeah. Cool. I feel like 2018, for a lot of people I know around my circle, have had a terrible start. Really? Terrible. Can't tell you how many times... Like, family deaths have already happened. Um, oh, yeah. Someone's kid, like, their pancreas, or not pancreas, but their, uh, something exploded. Their appendix? Appendix. Right. Uh, if your pancreas explodes, you're dead. Yeah, you're straight dead. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was wrong when it came out. Yeah, that's, um, <clears throat> you don't recover from that. No. It's like, his heart exploded. He was six. It's like, holy shit. No. He's, was, he's fine, though. Yeah. Everything's great. Little kids, like, getting hurt, and, like. People's financial ruin at the start of the year. People losing their job. It's like, damn, dude. And you know what's messed up is I think the whole attitude around 2017 was 2017 was a good fucking year. A lot of people are like, best year. It was for me. 2000 actually progressively over the course of like the past three or four years have been the best years of my life. 
every single year. I've explored and done new stuff, and I've heard that from a lot of people. But I feel like 2018, Mother Nature is going to crack down and go, we have yeah, too much of this greatness. We got the balance. Now well, we got to create the balance. You know what my best year was probably? And you're going to hate how I... How 1986? Um, yeah, it's the year that the uh, Girls, Girls, Girls album came out for my girl. <laughs> was that 86? It was around Consequently, there. that same year you were it born. It was around there. But, um, uh, it was a great year. Probably like 2008 or nine. Every year after that has been just struggles. Just pure struggles. <laughs> 2008, 2009. That's when we bought the condo. It was 2008. Yeah. Everything after that just became hard. Like, do you, do, so with an understanding of what the difference was between that time period and 2008, 2008 was the last time you actually had steady employment with somebody. Sure. Yeah, that's true. And you weren't doing your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was about then. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you haven't done awesome stuff since, but you are now self-employed and you don't have the... Well, I want to say security, but that company you worked for was a bunch of fucking cunts. It was, yeah, it was. No, so that was no the more lack security of sec- than what I'm doing now. Right, lack of security. But they were an established business, and you didn't have to worry about I didn't have all responsibilities. That stuff. I just did my right. job. You just did your job. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's the common denominator. That was pretty easy to identify. It didn't take a, long. Then I had a kid, which I guess my best year could have been 2013. Would it have been funny if you were like, the worst year of my life was 2013? And it's just <laughs> K- Kale's <laughs> born. It's just been. It's just been. Every year has perpetually gotten more difficult. I think maybe some of it comes with responsibilities of continuing to be an adult, and then having two dependents, aka my girlfriend, aka my my baby boy. Yeah, you're taking care of people. Um, but it's just been. It's been hard. I'm waiting for that moment where it's kind of a relaxing year. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna ease up on you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been hard. Not to make it sound depressing. I'm usually an optimistic person. Hence, I wouldn't be doing this for as long as I have been if right. I wasn't. Yeah, you're a optimistic. very optimistic person. But it's just been hard, man. It's been hard. It's been a rough life. Yeah. You'll you'll get out of that. The there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's always the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Until there's a cave in. <laughs> oh shit! Let's get into this <laughs> fucking. Dark. Let's get into the cigar so review before we just get so depressing that I hang myself, which Can we'll we talk about later. Can we just this podcast? I'm not feeling good. I, just, I don't like it. Uh, so today we're doing, um, we're, we're back into the review process. And last week, anybody who listened to episode 34, we specifically made mention of LFD, also known as, or I guess La Flor Dominica, also known as LFD. Uh, we which made sounds specific, like a drug. It does. And I, every like time LFD. I hear La Flor, I just hear dodgeball. Hello, the Fleur. Oh, God. That's I what too, I think about. Which I watched last night it's on TV. A, I know. It was on Sling the other night. <laughs> I watched it. Peter the Fleur. Go rub it in your face. <laughs> ben Stiller's character in that movie so is good. dynamite. It's so Fucking good. Fucking killed it. So we're reviewing, um, well, we talked about it last week. Specifically LFD. We're like, why haven't we reviewed an You're LFD? We love LFD. <laughs> It's like we love LFDs. Yeah. Why aren't we reviewing one? Yeah. So last night, Chris and I took the opportunity to review the LFD Lenox, and we reviewed it in what is considered a Toro Extra, which is a six and a half inch cigar. Yeah, not to be by before, fifty ring gauge. Not to be uh, confused with La Bronx, which is the Spanish name for the New York City suburbs. <laughs> La Bronx. <laughs> 
Do you know what so do you know what Lenox means? Um no, but it is spelled L A space N O X. Yeah, Lenox means the night in Latin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because I have a Latin background, yeah. Equus also means horse. Latin biblioteca. That would, put. that would make sense considering the label is of a crescent moon on a black and blue label. You know what's really weird? It is, and then also that's representative of the artwork of Van Gogh. Now, when I yeah, when I looked into it a little bit further, you said we talked about the artwork of Van Gogh, yeah. but it's specifically the lettering of the signature of Lenox that is that related like to Van, Van Gogh. Gogh. Yeah, not say, not the artwork on the label. I was like, that's really stretching. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just a fucking crescent moon. I mean, how much <laughs> With can a you? Couple clouds, right? It's not. You can't like decipher that from someone's like, period of artwork. Van Gogh would never put his name on that shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible artwork. I'm gonna do say so myself. Um, you know, it was weird when I Lenox, meaning the night. All this stuff from Latin class came like flooding back to me and i literally like last night i was just kind of studying up and getting the background of the cigar and last night i went i went bobus bis bimis bitus bunt and i was like what the fuck that was all back to sophomore year which is all future tense it means i will he will she will they will it's all these like superlatives Mm -hmm. that exist in latin and i went bam it was a bam boss bot bimis bitus bunt and i was like how the fuck do I still remember this? And so you add that to the end of each word, almost like we add ing or ed. It's the same yeah. thing, but it's derived from Latin. And I, I just rifled that shit off, and I was like, <gasps> I have a Spanish word like that I blacked out when I did it. It was crazy. Um, I'll give you the answer. I'm just being rhetorical. But there's bib- biblioteca, which is actually stands for Bible tech, um, which is, but it means library. Yeah. But I think biblioteca in Spanish is the same thing as it is in Latin. It's biblioteca in Latin is it's the same word. It's as Bible Spanish. tech. Bible tech, <laughs> which is actually probably pretty accurate. Yeah, I don't know, I'm making up I shit. Don't know. But it means library, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, right. So we uh, we reviewed the Lenox. We had it in the what is considered Toro Extra, six and a half uh, inches long by fifty ring gauge. I smoked mine for. Two is, hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, it was a long smoke. It's, I will preface it now before we actually get into the different criteria that we rate. It's a challenging size. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And then we'll break that down as far as what we mean. But, yeah, LFD, very synonymous with quality, always brings out great product. I've never smoked a bad LFD ever. Yeah. Not one time. I've not had one where I was just like, that's incredibly disappointing. But as we mentioned in the last podcast, we don't overhype LFDs either. No, so we don't. this was an opportunity for us to take a really well-known cigar and give it our own breakdown. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for any of you who don't know what's in the Lenox, it is yeah, a let's break down the, the Brazilian wrapper. All right, San Andreas binder. That's that's really unique. unique. <clears throat> and Dominican fillers. And not uh, surprising. Not surprising because it is La Flor Dominicana. Peter LeFleur. <laughs> Shove it up your face, LeFleur. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, um, weirdly enough, it does have a little bit of kick. And I don't know if it's because of the Brazilian rapper. I'm going to say it does. that's probably what gives a little bit of the Do you spice. think it's like almost like a backyard barbecue type? 
Yes, close I to that, do. like a barbecued pulled pork. Yes, a little I, bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting out of it. I don't know if you were getting the same thing. So Notes of pizza crust too. People are probably gonna hate us for this, but especially the people that were around us at the table when we were smoking it. But I ended up looking up the reviews for Lenox as I'm smoking it to see yeah. what other people were saying. Didn't really care about the ratings, just seeing what they were saying. Right. And um, <laughs> dude, it. We'll put it this way. <laughs> the most so... obnoxious review I've ever read. And I'm going to put it this way. I'm not going to name the publisher of it. I'm not going to name the review company because they are one should... of the more popular ones. I feel like I should review. Like I should. We should read. Let's snippets. read it. Yeah. Let's fucking read it. Did I want. I, I, I want it to you. You did. And I want the collective audience to just hear how obnoxious this fucking review is and how pretentious someone could possibly be with what they taste on their palate. It is insane. You you read the first paragraph until it ends with spicy, and then I'll read the second part. Um, did let me ask you this? Do you have you heard of people who have had perfect pitch, right? Where they can hear a note, yeah. they can hear any sort of note, and they can and tell they can what it tell is. exactly what it and is. Even when they sing, they're fucking perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So there are, and it's a very, very small amount of human beings that exist in this world that have what's called pitch. perfect pitch. Yeah. This review reminds me of someone that would have perfect palate. Yeah. Like if you were the 0.01% of the population that no matter what a flavor profile was, you could immediately identify it. Yeah. I'm venturing to say that this particular reviewer is not that person. Yeah. So when I say that, I'm going to say that what was written is a bunch of garbage, basically. Yeah. It's a bunch of hoopla. It's a bunch of a fucking bunch of fake, yeah. shitty adjectives. So anyway, um, I'll start. Where am I reading to? Spicy. Okay. Things start off. Sorry. Things start with a great port, pork barbecue aroma. There's sweet cocoa, some roasted almonds, and a bit of floral flavor, although it's not the primary flavor of the Lenox. It only takes a few puffs, and the profile is exploded in a good way. It's sweet, salty, sour, and savory, with oddly the only major flavor missing being spicy. See, there's some sourness via a tart lemon note. Hay, a sharp apple cider over some meatiness, nuts, floral flavor, and toastiness. There's pie crust on the finish with a mild spice and a building nuttiness. The flavor is medium full, while body and strength is medium plus. Construction is great with a slightly open draw, but plenty of smoke production. Hmm. You know what? That guy, I can already tell, had a bomb-ass southern lunch. Yeah, he did. Complete with fucking corn on the cob and some a side some of hay. Some fucking pie, man. Like, what in the fuck? This is the kind of shit that I talk about. This is the stuff I make fun of, and I can only make fun of it because, to me, it is so fucking over-exaggerated. It's insane to me. Yeah, because every time we've smoked with now any, like, seasoned smoker, we all all talk about this eventually at some point. But it's like, dude, you're fucking crazy if you think you're tasting that. Yeah. You aren't tasting it. It doesn't. None of what. None of those characteristics that you are saying you taste, nobody else who isn't of right mind during the smoking of that cigar is going to taste those things. Not to mention, when people are able to identify ingredients in any type of particular food, right, 
whether you know like it's a drink or it's a, a some decadent dish you taste flavors of things because it literally has that shit in it right this does not have it. Lenox in it. does not have pulled pork barbecue in it. No, and it doesn't have a belt. And in I it. can't imagine for a second that there is anything else on this world that if I pick it up and eat it in its raw form, it's going to taste like fucking pulled barbecued no. pork. The only thing no that tastes like way. pulled barbecue pork is pulled barbecue yeah. pork. Right. It's, 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 it's fucking dumbfounding. When I fucking read shit like this, it makes me angry. And you know why it makes me angry? It makes me angry because people actually put credence into these publications. That there are people out there that go, oh. And you know what? Delicious. Great. Sure. You're, tri- you're tricking the beginning smoker. You're, you're, you're creating this lavishing story around a cigar to say, oh, my God, it's like the perfect meal and you need to have it. Right. But it's so false. It's like it's so misleading. It's like I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's like pretentious as. Fuck. I don't know if it's the counterpunch for the way the FDA, the FDA treats the cigar industry. Like just a counterpunch. Like it's not bad because it tastes like barbecue. Yeah, it's got hints of pizza crust <laughs> or pie crust. Where the that's fuck not he says? tobacco. That's pizza. Yeah, it's got lemon in it. Oh my god. It is so obnoxious to me. You know what I did yesterday, too, because before I really started smoking it, you had already read this off to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I did like a palate reset, right? I was drinking my green tea. Yeah. I was really trying to cleanse the whole process. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get this lemon in here. I'm going to see if I can get this. And it's just because there's part of me where it's like someone represents this down on pen and paper. And I'm like, what if they aren't lying? What if they Maybe just... I'm off. Yeah, maybe I'm off. Maybe yeah. I'm the fucking problem. I, I, I thought about that as well. But I'm smoking it and I'm going, like, I'm thinking to myself probably 15 minutes away and I go, I'm not the problem. Listen, They're the problem. I am not the problem. Let's be frank. You got a little bit of that barbecue sauce from your fingers onto your stick yeah. and you're tasting like, oh my God, this tastes just like my lunch. Yeah. As he's drinking a glass of lemonade and eating yeah. a piece of pie. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Not a fucking asshole, but... He's know, probably fucking a, asshole. He's probably a sweet, sweet man who tried to write fantasy novels, but it didn't work out, and somehow got into writing cigar reviews. <laughs> yeah, well, keep it in your fucking fantasy novels because the fantasy is all it is. Anyway, so oh god, I, I'll tell I you, love making fun of those publications. If but. I could say meaty, I would. It's a mildly spicy. It's not even. It's like super mild in spice. But hey, we're not talking about flavor yet. I know. We're not there. I was just putting the flavors in the like the description. But I do love uh, so as we discuss our thoughts on the flavor profile, yeah. we'll see how it compares or perhaps doesn't compare to that of this superior writer, if you will. Yeah. Um so let's start and begin with construction as we always do. And before we actually get into it, let's explain to people how we rate. So we rate on a total possible six points. There's three criteria within those criteria make up the totality of six points. Yeah. Those criteria exists in construction, burn, and taste. Taste yes. slash flavor, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um and then those cumulative scores each in each one of those categories and their related subcategories will give us the possible total six mm-hmm. points. Yep. So it is a six-point rating scale, and um, 
before we begin with what the construction actually is, we talk about this. I'm going to preface it specifically with this cigar. One affects the other. They all three affect each other. Each other. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Chris, what did you think about the construction? Challenging. We had a Toro Extra. There is, it's very difficult to very well and evenly pack a cigar of this size. Right. Six and a half inches long. Yeah. And for any white guy, um, it's intimidating. <laughs> you feel inadequate. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing about La Flore is that um, I honestly can't think of a time, because I've had the Lenox. This would make my fifth or sixth time having yeah. the Lenox. That's a good That's a good chunk. Within just the last year. Yeah, this is only my second one. Yeah, so I've never had an issue with it. Like, it's always a super thick wrapper. I, I actually punched cut this one, even if it with its kind of more narrow gauge on it. It wasn't a very thick cigar. Yeah, 50. The, but the wrapper was thick. Um, really well constructed. Um, I do feel like with my particular stick, I'm not going to take against the manufacturer because I feel like this was a store issue. But it wasn't as oily as I was hoping it would be for almost a Maduro-style wrapper. And after kind of talking about it with you, be honest, the, the Lenoxes we had in this Toro Extra were hidden away from public eye. Yeah, they were tucked back. They were on a shelf, right. but you could not see them unless you were actively looking for LFD. Because we were we were wanting to review the Lenox, but we're willing to settle on maybe the double Legero or even and the, the, and the, the guy, Cameroon. And the and the guy, he was like, Well, we only have it and in it was a like robust. A, it was a like petite, petite corona. Yeah, petite yeah. corona. And I'm like no, I think I see bigger ones right there. Like even the store guy didn't realize didn't they were there. realize that they were hidden away behind the store shelf edge, like right. on the door. So I feel like they've been sitting up there a while, probably not in the most proper of humidity over God knows how long they've been up there. Sure. But I did have a little bit of cracking through the smoke, but um but it wasn't as oily as I would typically see in a Lenox. Yeah. So I'm not gonna degrade it on that, but I am gonna grade the store on that. Right. Um, but overall, it was a very, very well-constructed cigar, for, especially for its length. I definitely, with a length that size, um, or cigar that size, I was looking for dead pockets. Looking for them everywhere. Just poking and prodding at that thing, seeing if there was something in it. Right. I really didn't notice any dead pots. Pox. Ugh. What's the word I'm looking for? Pockets. Pockets. Why did I keep seeing pox? Did you I, just have a stroke? I think I did have Jesus a stroke. Jesus Christ. I literally, my, I'm literally holding like a cup of I just watched espresso. your eyes. I watched your eyes roll in the back of your head there for a second. <laughs> literally like blue screen. Like one eye went lazy and then you snapped back into I it. I literally blue screened Windows XP Yeah, style. you did. You seized up there for a second. Anyway, continue your thought. I was looking for dead pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and I really couldn't find any. I really couldn't. And so I feel like the, whoever constructed the cigar really made a concerted effort to try to bunch it properly so right. that it wasn't loose in any particular spot. Right. So I, it was a very, very well-constructed cigar. Yeah, one of the things that we look for and a sub-criteria that we grade on is firmness of the cigar. Yeah. And, and there's some humidity factors that go in there as well. This cigar is very firm cigar. Yeah. The wrapper is super thick. It's what I love in a wrapper. It's dark and it's thick. Yeah. It's like a fucking black man's penis. That's what I'm saying. I makes, love it. Makes a white man inadequate. Yeah, it's very intimidating for sure. 
what I loved about this cigar and I paid specific attention to was how well or how dense the fillers were as I was smoking it. Like there was a few times where I went to ash and it was like, nope, I'm not ready. And I'm like, you look like you're ready. And it's like, no, I'm Dude, not ready. Was your ash Thick really ash. white too? It was super white. It was yeah. really packed. It was greatly, I mean, it was really dense, which I love. So those characteristics are characteristics that I specifically look for in a cigar while I'm smoking it, all relative to the construction. Mm-hmm. So I love the thick, dark wrapper on it. I love the dense fillers. Mm. It was awesome. I did the same thing. I always kind of, uh, kind of browse the, the entire length of the cigar to see if I can anticipate, hey, I'm going to have issues. You TSA right about that this shit. I do. I TSA. The f- I, I get in deep. Not only do I TSA it, I pull it aside and I put its hands <laughs> on the wall. Yeah. And I tell it I'm going to yeah. touch it. Yeah. I white glove that thing. You make it feel uncomfortable when you hang around it. It's hey sir, I'm gonna touch your crotchal region, but I'm gonna do it with the back of my hand so it doesn't make you feel as uncomfortable as it normally would. I wish everybody just like index fingered everything. <laughs> that would feel so weird. That would feel weird. Um, so construction for me, I th- share the same sentiments with you. I, it was very well constructed at surface level. I really thought it looked great. It felt great. The wrapper was awesome. I was satisfied with the oiliness. As I thought about it more, it, it the Lenox is definitely more on the Oscuro side. It was. And I do feel that if it was aged properly or if it was in cellophane, as some cigars are, and I don't think the Those Lenox weren't. ever comes no. in cellophane ever. They were just in a cedar box. I, I feel like you would have got a better draw on oiliness. I think you probably would have seen a little bit more of a sheen at the top. I think you would have had some of those oil crystals. So it's tough to say whether or not that is, if that is um, piss poor maintenance on the shop's part or if that is yeah, you know when did they so. get them in and when was it so on so there's there's all those variables that go into yeah. it but construction at surface level looked pretty damn good yeah it was um what do you think about burn <sighs> hmm and a cigar that costs eleven dollars did we really spend that yeah oh shit so in a cigar that costs eleven dollars I always have a higher expectation. And we'll talk about the value at the end, which is what we always do. Yeah. The construction would have led me to believe this was going to be flawless all the way through. Unfortunately, I hit a dead pocket just a little over halfway through. So I had to relight. We'll talk about flavor and taste afterwards, but it greatly negatively affected the back half of my cigar not to where it was unsmokable or anything like that. I'm going to chief through that bitch. But it, it yeah. led to some further disappointments that I had in the cigar long term. So I did hit a dead pocket. Did not anticipate it because like you, after I kind of did a once over on it, I didn't really feel anything in there that felt spongy or I felt like anything was missing. Yeah, I felt like it was tightly packed. But when I hit the dead pocket, I hit it hard. It wasn't one of those ones that's kind of subtle. I got to do a quick relight. I had to, I had to do some maintenance. Yeah. Which I was extremely disappointed in. The draw was fantastic all the way through, minus when I hit those dead pockets. The fillers were perfectly packed, minus those points. So because this is a six and a half inch cigar, it's something that we are accustomed to. However, when I'm spending $11 on a cigar, it's something that I do not want to see. 
I absolutely expect perfection mm-hmm. when I'm spending that much on a cigar, especially if it's an LFD. Like this isn't this isn't a small manufacturer that doesn't have quality control processes. This is absolutely a manufacturer that should have quality yeah. control processes. And I, and I would have been so impressed if I didn't have any troubles with it. Yeah, I um, you know, I think the store had a lot to blame with with my particular stick, but um, I I ran into a couple dead pockets myself. In fact, I even had through the burn have the wrapper begin to crack on me. Yeah, which is never a good sign because that's just it affects the draw. Affects, affects everything, bad. right? And um, dead pockets combined with a, a cracked wrapper yeah. is just—it's—it's it's a nightmare situation. But weirdly enough, aside from the couple dead pockets I did hit, which is almost expected, but you just hope that that construction just barrels through it, and you're. I just—I just expect it on this. Yeah. This high quality of a cigar, or this cigar, the Lenox is very well known, and yeah. it's always been known for being a high quality cigar. It was like That's a why you pay a premium. Or it's like a ninety one. Oh, it's up there as far as score for sure. Yeah. I just have higher expectations. Now I punch cutted mine because it was a smaller gauge and it seemed like a good thing to do. Even with the length, I was kinda like, I don't know how well it's gonna draw with a punch cut, but we'll try it. Dude, it was a fucking crazy easy draw for me though. Yeah, yours was uh yours full full plums of smoke. Yeah, it was mine so was too. Good. It was really good. Yeah, and um, it drew really well. It was super creamy on the on the the exhale and the draw. It was like it was really pleasant. Uh, just weirdly enough, we did like a hold test too, which uh, for any of you doesn't don't know, typically most people don't chief through cigars in thirty minutes. And in fact, they'll set it down. They'll go to the restroom. They'll chit chat with friends, hang out, right. have drinks, whatever. There's break periods and in there's going to be smoking. break periods. So we do what we call the hold test, which we put it down for like five minutes. And after, you know, we just drew from it and and retry to draw and see if it's still lit, which is a characteristic of good construction, good burn, everything. Right. And the hold test was fine. We, we, we were like chit-chatting. I was showing Corey videos of my son. And we picked him up and Drew was like, oh, shit. Right back that to was, it. That was great. And I shit you not. A minute later, it was just dead. That's about where I hit mine was just shortly <laughs> was after dead. that. And because your first dead pocket was relatively similar to mine as far as the length of the cigar, it only tells me one thing. And as far as that, the, the leaves that were used in the cigar were they filled a specific space. And then right at that point, yeah. they didn't do a good job of bunching the leaves together to create consistency. And what typically happens when you hit like a dead pocket is you'll see the edge of your cigar where, where it's burning. You'll see it like literally crater. Right. You'll literally see a crater. You'll see the edge of the wrappers and then it just like a downhill slope into like a bowl. Right. The fillers and the wrapper should always continue to burn evenly. When you hit those dead pockets, the reason you hit them and the cigar goes out is because there's no continuation of burn, which is why they exhaust themselves. Yeah. Um, So other than that, like, the burn was pretty damn good. Um, Actually, I am, you know what? The one thing I will say about burn that I guess I forgot was the wrapper burned evenly through the entire cigar. Dude, it was so Zero perfect. Zero It was, yeah, it was I so I think perfect. I was more impressed with the wrapper burning than I was anything. It was super great. 
and even when I hit dead pockets, like all I do is is I burn the rim a little bit. Yeah. And then take a few puffs with the lighter still going on after I kind of toast the rim of the wrapper, and it's fine. And it burns super perfect after that. But right. yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I get the whole long cigar thing. I really do. I get it like presentation wise, it's a very cool thing to see when you see a dude with like a fucking massive cigar. Yeah. But it's never ideal. They're they're not the best to smoke. No, it's <clears throat> never ideal. I just right. don't get it other than the wow factor of you having a giant fucking cigar. Right. Yeah, there's from a taste perspective, never really that great from construction. There's just so much more that can go wrong in a bigger cigar. Now the petite corona or the petite robusto or whatever the other size they have. It was, was. a petite corona. P- yeah. Did that thing would have been That would have been great. That would yeah. have been fucking a perfect cigar. It would have been great, yeah. Should have reviewed it. And then that you one. could have easily smoked it and put it away or not put it away, put it out and grabbed another stick and you could be, still be smoking and right. you know instead of having one big dessert you're having like two or three. <laughs> right. I think actually the ideal Vitola and the two that were there Oh, would have been gotcha. the petite Corona. Yeah. I was going to say piggyback, just in, but you, um, you mentioned it quicker than I did. I think a robusto would have been perfect. Yeah. for Lil Knox. Yeah, I think it would have been absolutely perfect. Yeah, because it's not overly like the nicotine, and it's not terrible. Like no, you could get through it. Yeah, it's pretty not easy. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't blow your face no. away either, which is no. great. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't cause. You know, I I didn't come in on a empty stomach, but I didn't come in on a full stomach, and I felt I felt great. Yeah. yeah. There's no issues at all. Spurn was pretty 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 good. So what did you um what did you we didn't give our scores on construction. So what was your your score on construction totality was? It was a five point five. Five five. Yeah. I forget what mine was. I think it was a five seven five. Um and on burn you gave it a score of a five, which I think I was probably pretty close to that. So what about uh what did you think about the flavor? Well, I gotta be honest, it didn't taste barbecue pulled pork yeah, or a lemons. Dis- a little disappointed in the flavor. Or pie crust or cedar. Uh but then again, I don't chew most woods, so <laughs> I guess I just don't have the palate for it. Um No, I mean from everything that the manufacturer describes in the cigar, it was super on point, really. I mean it's it has that that very um, recognizable Dominican filler. For sure. Um, I would agree with that. With just a little bit of spice to it. But really what made it interesting is probably the Brazilian wrapper. Yeah. That's really what changes the style of this cigar. Yeah. Um, and then I was, ple- I was pleasantly surprised to see that the binder was San Andreas. Now, I don't know how much that affected the flavor overall. But it's kind of cool. But it probably did a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it was like... It was a cool because I like cool the combo. the Mexican San Andreas wrapper is one of yeah. my favorite wrappers because it's yeah. typically pretty dark. It it leans towards that oscuro type look. Yeah, I really like those wrappers a lot. So to see that in there as a binder, I was not only cause when you asked when we were when we were actually discussing it yesterday, you're like it has a Mexican San Andreas binder, and I was like you mean wrapper, and you're like no, it's binder. it's a binder, and I was like what the fuck? And I was like well what's the wrapper? And you said Brazilian. I'm like oh boy, here we go. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's um it's a very interesting flavor and it's even though that the the filler is a pretty typical blend. 
it's just like a, it's a good combo. It's just a yeah. unique type of combo. Yeah, those th- three things when together I, are complementary. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Brazilian Dominican cigars out there, but when I go through my list, I mean, I see very little that use Brazilian. And the only one that used Brazilian that we had recently was the Cornelius and Anthony. Right, that was a Brazilian rapper. Um, but everybody age else, completely different. Age completely differently. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting take. Um, even the Brickhouse Maduro. Yeah. The Brickhouse has Brazilian, Brazilian um, which is great. Maybe actually in more I think about it, Brazilian might be one of my favorite rappers. It's, it's actually, <laughs> it's I don't know nice, what it is, man. It's but a the, pretty fucking I'd nice say the ones rap. that we've rated in review that have Brazilian rappers, it's, we typically love a lot. Delicious. It just adds an element on the taste that we're yeah. just not accustomed yeah. to. And I think that's, it's not that it's just a surprise because it's new. It's actually really delicious. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's a really tasty cigar. Um, very well balanced. Probably would do a different size to really right. have that perfect experience. But overall, I'm typically a Nicaraguan guy, but the Dominican and probably a little bit of the Brazilian in there kind of added that little bit of spice that I typically like to see. Yeah. It was a very enjoyable um, flavor. Um, tastes like a cigar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing more. Yeah. Other than Didn't taste like Fruit Loops. Little, little flavor notes of si- like simple things like... Um, it, it did have a little bit of a, not earthiness, um, probably like a, it did kind of have a meatiness about it. Yeah. Um, with a little bit of spice. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking good man. It's yeah. just, you know, on point flavor for sure. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like a fucking New York strip steak, but it has like a weird meatiness to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I agree with you as far as. That kind of that Brazilian flair. It's like a savory. It just does something to the yeah. cigar that you're just not accustomed to, and its uniqueness is pleasant yeah. through, the, through the whole experience. This cigar was kind of strange, and it's weird because I'm finding myself more and more now, as especially in the past couple reviews, where there's cigars that I, not only have I smoked outside of the review process, but ones that we've reviewed specifically. Where I'm now looking for the spice at the beginning, mm-hmm. and not not only have I come become accustomed to it, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, this had just a tiny, tiny bit at the beginning, but it goes away quickly, and I found myself going, well, "I want it back. I want it back. Bring it back. Why is it not here? Why are you leaving? <laughs> yeah. Come back." I've. It's not like my typical flavor profile that I've loved for many many years yeah. although the rest of this cigar is exactly what i love in a cigar yeah yeah i was looking for more of the spice and i wasn't getting it because i like it at the beginning it's just it's like it's the guy at the starting line who fires the fucking gun we should that's the spice we should have put a little bit of drops of like pure capsaicin on it yeah at a maybe not to that degree but maybe a little tabasco a little chipotle tabasco well, yeah something dip it, dip it and burn it <laughs> dip it so I, I, I'm not disa- I, I'm not disappointed that the cigar doesn't have that. I was just disappointed because I had come accustomed to it. That did not affect my score. I'm just merely making a note of it. Yeah. What I loved about the flavor is everything that I love in Dominican cigar. Yeah. It is my profile. This is exactly the kind of cigar that I love smoking. And the flavors are so fucking good all the way through. They don't ever... It's weird. There's not there's not multiple moments of the cigar where I find these where I find these certain changes. 
Or like in the Cornelius and Anthony when we reviewed it, I'm like, this far through, there was a very noticeable change yeah. in the flavor. And then right at here, this is what I got towards the end. What I like about the Lenox is it's just a good flavor all the way through. There's nothing really that changes a whole lot throughout the cigar that I was like, okay, well, now I'm getting this. There's always that back-end sweetness. I do agree with you. I'm not going to say meatiness. It's a natural flavor. That's what I loved about it. Mm-hmm. There's a very natural flavor that kind of complements what you would get in a typical sweet Dominican yeah. um, in a Dominican filler. So I was happy with that all the way through. What I was disappointed in, and this is probably why I've graded this lower than I typically would have. When I always say one thing always affects the other, construction, burn, taste are all complementary of one mm-hmm. another. Where I started to lose interest in the cigar was after I hit that dead pocket, I had to relight. My dead pocket was very noticeable. It was one that I had to relight to a degree where I am now charring this particular part of the cigar. And I could not get away from that charred flavor through the rest of it. It was super disappointing. It just, it was too, it was too hot. It was too charred. I, I could only, I, I was reaching for the sweetness. I was reaching for that natural flavor, and I was always getting hints of burnt, and it was really frustrating. And I got that right after that dead pocket through the remainder of the cigar, which was a pretty big chunk of the cigar. I just could never get back to good. Yeah, part of me feels like maybe moving forward, what I'll do is, if I, is like, and it's not ideal, especially if you're outside, but maybe matches, right? Like just... Well, there's a subtlety to matches that you don't get with a torch. Right. So part of it is the relighting process. The relighting process. You're still going to burn it yeah, and pretty that, easy. And it's it it's – I don't think it's my torch that got it too. I think it was just I had to correct it so much because the dead pocket was so deep. Yeah. I had to burn everything as far as the, the outer edges of the filler and the wrapper. I had to burn those off so I could actually get through the pit. Oh, you really so I could. It, I had to. I didn't have a choice. It was that or cut it off. I literally would have had to cut it at the edge and then relight you it. You know, I never thought about that. Just cutting off the fucking end. The problem with cutting off the end is then you unravel the wrapper. Yeah, you do. So, that's, so these are these inherent problems that we talk about is when you're not paying specific attention to quality and construction these are the things that happen and there's no good outcome or scenario for correction you're going to flaw the cigar even more one way or the other i did it in a means of trying to burn correct the cigar and ended up having a subpar cigar all the way through the end which is really frustrating because it's one of the best flavored cigars i think i've ever had yeah and i wanted that to continue on and it just didn't for me i'm not I don't want to – I'm not grading it. I could have graded it. Let me put it this way. Could have graded it a lot harsher than I did as far as flavor. The good thing for the Lenox is I've had it before. So I'm grading its characteristics based, based on two experiences almost because I'm already kind of – I've already had you, a much more pleasant experience with the cigar as a whole and the same Vitola. So my the Vitolas for me have not changed. They've always been the same. What would, th- what would your ratio be on how many – like I think it's important to make this note before we kind of wrap up the review is – how often what do you think your rating is or your your ratio of cigars that you have to correct or relight like on a like on a typical basis i would say like, h- how many cigars out of 1 out of 3 i was swear to you i was going to say 1 out of 3 as well it's like every yeah. th- 
every third cigar that I have, yeah, I have to constantly correct right. and relight. So keep in mind, it is a normal part of the process, unfortunately. But it's the difference between having a perfect cigar and not having a perfect cigar. Right. And then there's the cost comparative piece of it as yeah. well. In a five, six dollar cigar, I much expect that. Yeah. In eleven cigar, eleven dollar cigar, I absolutely don't expect yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. expect perfection when I'm paying the money for perfection. Yeah. So it's it's one of those critical issues again that there's interrelated that one thing is going to affect the other is going to affect the other. And this drew up a fairly negative experience towards the, the later half of my cigar. That being said, I did score it pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> so because everything else in it is so outstanding and superior, yeah. I think a typical, if this was a 6 $7 cigar that didn't have the flavor complexities from the beginning and didn't have the great quality as far as the, the product itself, not the build, but the product, the material mm-hmm. used... It would have been a relatively low score for me. Yeah. But because these other things were so outstanding, I ended up rating it fairly high. Yeah. It is a good, it is a really good cigar, but, um, and I've had it. I mean, I love it. I mean, I do truly love it. I've had it multiple times for a reason, but, um, the more I think about it, it's really hard to get over on the price though. Yeah. So, before we get yeah, into yeah. price, let's break down the scores and let's make a comparison. All right. For for the Lenox construction, burn, and taste, I'm giving it a 5.3 out of 6. 5.3 is a pretty healthy score. Yeah. That's um, – personally, I would expect more from the Lenox. That's It's a cigar that I would venture to say should average in the 5.6, five, 5.7 five, range sure. for us. So that's – it's not as high characteristically as I would have thought. I actually gave it a 5.4. Yeah. In totality. So you and I, for whatever reason, are always usually pretty on point with our scores. We're, yeah. we're, we, we don't fluctuate too far from one another, which is weird. Um, maybe that's that whole like brother thing. You know, it's like <laughs> we have that ESP wavelength. <laughs> yeah. Fucking weird. Um, um, but yeah, it's, you know, for us, or for me at least, it's, it's one I wish would score just a tad bit higher than what it did, but I can't help but to, to go back to just some of the inherent flaws that exist within the cigar. And, and you, can't hold, you can't hold a brick-and-mortar store responsible for the innards. Yeah. You know, dead pockets are not their responsibility. A dead pocket is a responsibility of whoever constructed the cigar. So it's all quality control process, and again, it can f- affect things very negatively. But again... I gave it a 5.4, which is an extremely healthy score because, uh, you know, the materials used and it, they're just – it's quality and superior against a lot of other things that I've had. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that – yeah. So, I mean – Yeah, 5.35 is – It the, gives us right around a 90. So yeah. it gives us it, – it's a, it's a low A. And, you know, the thing is, is not to say I want to be exactly like aficionado. It's not like I aspire to be aficionado. But this is how we characterize and break the score but, com- and compare. I mean, they gave theirs a 91. Right. So we're pretty – yeah, we're pretty, pretty they close. gave ours a 90. So it's a really good cigar. It's – um, but I probably would recommend a smaller Vitola in this. Because to be honest, I don't want to be smoking this two hours. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I think I would have been really pleased with a Robusto. Yeah. Something that gave me about an hour, 15 minutes, an hour, 30 max. And I can almost promise you that as long as it's kept right 
a Robusto is way less likely to have the issues we had right. in that like the cigar versus this six and a half inch Toro. I would agree. So it could have been a lot higher, and I would agree with you. It's it's a super good cigar, but it's just a Vitola that, to me, isn't worth it. It doesn't make sense when and you it, think about it. It really doesn't. Yeah, it just not. I, and I get the flashiness of it, right? I I totally get it. Yeah, let's put out the big dong. Yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, man. If you if you look at any um, if you look at anybody who smoked for a long time. Or, or hang out with anybody that smokes cigars for a long time, you will never see them with a fucking long cigar. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's smoking Robustos. Robustos are Toros at max. It's one of those things where it's like you get accustomed to, you know you know where you know where perfection lies, and perfection doesn't lie in weird, really weird Vitolos. But you will see a seasoned smoker smoke a Toro Gordo or a Robusto Gordo, which is just a fatter gauge. Right. It's still the same length. It's, it's just, just fat, thicker. Fat. Gordo is usually a 60 ring gauge. And typically, those burn really well. Yeah. Sometimes they'd be overpacked because they're really big. Right. But they typically will burn way better you than simply, a You simply, at cigar. that point, the only thing, the only hesitation I have around like Robusto Gordos or Toro Gordos, anything that's like a 60 ring gauge, is that you don't get the flavor split of wrapper to no, filler. It's kind you of You get like, a lot more filler than you do wrapper. Treat it like a, uh, treat it like a um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. You got the regular Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and then you got the eggs. Right, you get the eggs the are all peanut butter. It's all peanut butter. No, I love that. Yep. Some people will love that, and that's the thing Some is like, like that is balance. all subjective, yeah. personal preference. Right. But that the balance is definitely affected. Right. Yeah. If you're somebody who loves the flavor of a particular filler, and you don't care as much about the wrapper, a Gordo size is probably something you're yeah. gonna want because you're gonna want that continued flavor of that really delicious yeah. filler that you've become accustomed to or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's all personal preference. But anyway, very strong score overall. Is it worth the eleven dollars? Ultimate Man, question. Yeah, not for that length, no. Yeah, you know it's weird. I would have. I, I have. Okay, here's the thing. I have one aging, and I've had it aging for about a year and a half. Yeah. Same Vitola. Same my Coolador right now. Yeah. And I'm wondering what that's going to be like when I decide to pull it out. Hopefully, it's amazing. So like right now, I'm going to say probably wouldn't continue to spend $11 for the Lenox. If it was equal or lesser than $10, I'd say it probably would. I think it's a little overvalued for that Vitola. It's, it's a, they're a little proud. They're a little proud, not overly proud, just a little little. proud. Yeah. If this, if this particular cigar at an everyday brick and mortar was in that nine to $10 range, it'd be worth it. Yeah. It would be one that I would like to smoke on the continual. And I know people are like, well, what's the difference between a dollar and $2? Well, when you're talking about a cigar and you're talking about the experience, it's a lot. Yeah. If you smoke a lot like we do, it's a lot. Yeah. It really is. Because I look at, I look at the complete selection and I go, well, what do I get with this brand? Or what do yeah. I get that with this brand? And it may be a $1 to $2 fluctuation. And some people may not care about that, but it's important to others. Yeah. I mean, it's just like any industry, right? Like, you'll, you'll, people are fine with paying three times what the normal person pays if they're getting the pampering and the customer service they want to right. out of like a fucking hotel or resort, right. right? Right. It's all compared value. Yeah. So, but anyway, hey, there's the Lenox. 
Yes. First LFD. You know what? Probably not the last, though, because there are some other ones that I want to review. Yeah, and I picked up a Cameroon. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious super, super intrigued by that. Because I've had a lot of the LFDs, but the Cameroon one somehow escaped Well, me. LFD uses a lot of Cameroon binders in their, in their lineup yeah. in totality. So a Cameroon wrapper in yeah. one of their cigars. I'm... I almost picked one up when you did, but I couldn't get away with picking up that Roma crap. <laughs> I had to get it. So it was one of those things where I'm like, all yeah. right, got to go got to go back to the Roma crap. I wish I would have not smoked all four or five of my Andalusian Bulls, too, because then we could have just reviewed that. <sighs> Dude, I would have loved to review that cigar. That would have been a great LFD <laughs> to review. So anyway, uh, there's the review for you. It took all of about all of our time. Um, but we, I did want to touch on one more topic and this is something that's been pretty controversial in the news as of recent. And I have my own opinions about it. Uh, YouTube star Logan Paul Mm -hmm. was, or took a trip to Japan, went to, I forget what the forest is called, but it's, they call it suicide forest. And it's basically this spot in Japan where people go and fucking kill themselves. Yeah. He released a video of him and I believe his buddies, his buddies, yeah, in the forest found a guy who had just recently hung himself. Yeah. Now I've never really thought that this guy's YouTube pranks, YouTube sketches were all that tasteful, anyway. And I preface that with, I am a lewd, crude type of person. For mm-hmm. the most part, I say things that I want to say. I try to be jovial and funny, and I sometimes I think I tow a line a little bit, but it felt like this guy towed the line a lot. And so there's this, he's got his band of supporters. Yeah. And now there's millions of people who are extremely upset with him. The entire country of Japan fucking hates this kid now. My question is, is he being punished too harshly for the video that he released? Again, the video that was released was of a guy who just recently hung himself. I know. I'll tell you why. There's a lot of things to consider in this. One, was it wrong to film it? Yeah, I think that's morally wrong. It just, just wrong. Right. Um, two, how could you possibly get the rest of your day with that footage go to post-production, and then still find it acceptable. Also very difficult. That's a good point. That's a point I not thought about. Three, the video was posted and considered at the time monetizable, which means this is a video to make me money. Right. The more views I get, the more money I make from Google. It was then later demonetized. It was pulled very quickly. It was pulled and demonetized. Then he comes back out with an apology video, which which was really which was also monetized, and basically it felt really insincere. By the way, it felt very insincere. Um, and so, do I? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other factors to consider. Also, I mean. It, there there was other things he did while in Japan that was um probably uh you know offensive now he, he was dressed up as Pikachu throwing yeah. pokeballs at people now i i everybody can be offensive right most of the time it's uh innocently or naively done you sure. say things that you maybe didn't mean or 
right. you said something that maybe was offensive to someone they didn't know was offensive to them. But given the circumstances, how long he had time to let that cook in his brain to say whether or not I should do this or not tells me it did not fucking matter that I am Logan Paul and I'm going to post this video and I'm going to make fucking money on it because of the nature of the video. Right. Now he's creating like a sense of controversy. Right. I, I feel like sure he regrets it because it may seriously negatively affect his career at this point. He just got done buying almost a $7 million home last year. He put out this long, vast video about 2017, which is basically him bragging to the world about everything I've done this year. Granted, whatever, you've earned it. Don't get me wrong. But, dude, I think from what happened in Japan overall in totality, I think it got to his head. I seriously feel like his fame and that Superman feeling where you feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah got to his head and he had a severe um yeah a severe lapse in judgment last lapse in judgment and is now seeing the effects of that right and so i think he totally deserves it one for the biggest reason fucking life lesson dude you should know better you're a fucking grown adult right well he's 22 well he's an adult he is an adult yeah. he's not a grown adult no. unfortunately yeah yeah so <clears throat> My thoughts on it are this and this. And so I listen to a lot of comedy, mm-hmm. know a lot of comedians, go to a lot of comedy shows. And the one thing that I know and understand about comedy and comics in this day and age is that they look for the line to tell. Sure. It's all progressive in its nature. I use Louis C.K. as probably the most um, probably the most comparable example when I talk about this or I make a relatedness to towing that line i'll give you a worse one anthony jesselnick jesselnick's a great one yeah anthony jesselnick i would say even sometimes bill burr to an extent yeah but just different views yeah, like yeah. he plays the political yeah the political piece more and louis ck are all examples of these guys who have they see the line and it's like how far can i push it right yeah, yeah. to to create acceptable good comedy but keep people just keep right on the edge right yeah. it is a comedian's responsibility to push that line that is said by comedians over and over and over again what frustrates me about this is there's even with those comedians there's always a sense of morality despite what they say and despite what they talk about openly within their comedy life events that happen to them things that they observe or see there's always at least a semblance of morality within those people. Yeah. What is completely lost in this particular situation with Logan Paul is there is absolutely no morality that exists. And I say that in totality of his visit to Japan. I've seen the compilation video of how he acts inside stores, what he says to people, tossing pokeballs at people, completely disrespecting the culture as a whole. And, and I played this role reversal on my head and I said – what if a Japanese YouTube star came to New York City and did the same things? How is that going to be perceived by us? And how is that going to be perceived by the rest of humanity? And I don't mean the suicidal piece of it. I mean the other compilation yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Making fun of our rich culture just as he made fun of their rich culture. And I think about it and I'm like, all sense of morality just completely escaped him in those moments. And I agree with what you said. Those things escape 
the humanistic piece escapes because the only thing you can see in his eyes are dollar signs. How is this going to make me money? How do yeah. I monetize everything that I'm doing here? I've made, I've made my living basically being an asshole. And some of his stuff's funny. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. Like when he used to do the thing where he would just walk up to people and do the splits yeah. in the middle of the street. It's one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, that shit is so fucking funny. It didn't harm anybody. Yeah. It's just weird as shit. I'm like, that is so funny. That is a key point. It didn't harm anybody. It didn't harm anybody. In this instance, a lot of people are harmed emotionally. You have an entire country that is not, as at this point, is not welcoming you back. You've managed to piss off one of the largest nations in the fucking world. And because of your, because you're wanting to make money, because you think that this popularity contest that I call now, YouTube is worth here's it. Here's what's interesting about that video too, and it's going to be very hard for everybody to have context because I ended up getting a chance to watch it before it was pulled. Um, the thing was, is at a weird moment in the video, I don't know how sincere he was, but this like thing of like mortality came over him and he started addressing the video as if like an awareness thing to mental health and suicide and right. whatnot. Right. And that's true. Still, you can do that without showing a fucking video of someone because we know what happens. Well, there's also another content. part of the video, correct, where he kind of smirks and smiles. I was smiles. about to say, towards the end, he then starts to have these little, little like, I wouldn't say sarcasm, but yeah, like trying to be funny about it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this isn't, this is truly trying to bring really sense of humor to, to a non-humorous situation. There's a lot of people that are affected by mel- mental illness who probably g- did see that video and are like, "Dude, that's fucking cold." Right. The fact that you took a video. Well, there of are. It, I mean, people were tweeting out all over the place that have men- uh, you know suffer from mental illness. People who have been affected by mental illness, either through family or other friends, whatever it may be. Like, if you thought for, there's a sincere harshness, like to Logan it. Paul, if you thought. You were going to use that video for mental health awareness. There are so many better ways to do it. You missed the mark. You missed it way. You were way off. Yeah. Not even on paper. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the part for me where where I struggle. Here's the part where I struggle with all this, and I'm going to sound a lot. I think a lot of people, because this is such a bitter situation, it's easy to go, fuck you, hope you lose all your millions, see you later. The part for me is, is how is a young guy who's 22 years old going to learn from this mistake? He is where he's at on his own accord. The guy made millions of dollars on his own. He did it through being funny. Mm -hmm. And now he's being condemned for what could be the rest of his life for uh, one mistake that he made. And my thing is, is should the punishment be that harsh? To the point right now where there's they're asking two hundred thousand people to sign a, a petition, petition to and, remove and they're at like one ninety already. I mean they're they're there a petition to now, remove him from YouTube as a whole, and it's like is it is he being judged too harshly for that content? And what is the appropriate punishment? Is it banishment from YouTube forever? Is it? Oh, I totally get. Oh, so I get where you're coming out with your first initial question to me before I did my rant. Right. Um. Okay. Now that you've been context of that, no, I don't think he's being judged fairly. Now, I will say um, the reality is the world loves fucking dethroning sure. people. Sure. And they're going to ride this to the fucking bitter end on you. 
Right. And when well, and then the media's got a hold of it too. And when so you're a, exactly when you're a public figure, you got to be aware of this shit. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like some of it's ha- very harsh towards him. He is young. He should know better. But I also believe in life lessons, to where there shouldn't be an easy out for you. Yeah. Let this be a life lesson. But, dude, I mean, the media is going to run this into the fucking ground. And if he's not careful, it's going to ruin his career. Right. His his next 30 steps are crucial. Yeah. They are super crucial. As yeah. far as how he reacts to this, as far as how he responds. And that's the difference. Like, how are you going to respond to your actions? I use the example of Michael Vick. And it's it's even tough for me to talk about being as much of a dog lover as I am. You know, Michael Vick obviously convicted of a, a pretty harsh crime for dog fighting. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that lashed out towards Michael Vick. The one thing I can say I admire about Michael Vick certainly isn't the dog fighting piece of it because I was I was on board the whole fucking throw him into a pit of pit, hungry pit bulls and just yeah see how he comes out. What I admire about Michael Vick as a human being is his rehabilitation, long-term rehabilitation, inception back into the NFL, now is very much a huge dog advocate, has charities to raise money for animals and shelters and so on. And he did so much to revert. And it wasn't, you could see with Michael Vick, it wasn't to reverse people's opinion of him. It was... I've got to be a better human being. Yeah. Because when you hear yeah. him talk, you can hear the inflection in his voice where he's just like, I was fucking young, dumb, and I had way too much money. Similar to this kid, totally different crime, mm-hmm. if you call it, if you want to call it a crime. But like you said, this is a learning lesson. How he responds to this is going to dictate the outcome. Because Michael Vick played in the NFL again. Mm-hmm. He was, he, I mean, he had a life sentence, not a life sentence in prison. He was not allowed to play in the NFL again. And guess what? He played in the NFL again. Came back healthy, did a great job, retired. So how Logan Paul responds to this is going to determine what he's going to do later in life. And boy, is he going to have to persevere because yes, he is. his life is that much harder right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And you know, one of the things that I think about too is Football is a short career. So are YouTube stars. Yeah, they are. His audience is a bunch of young, young guys. Kids. They're young and kids. And guess what? Those young kids are going to turn 30 years old like you and I, and it's not going to be funny anymore. No. His content and comedy and what he does on YouTube isn't going to be funny. It's going to be irrelevant. He's got about another 10 years of relevance. Yeah. And he's irrelevant. So it's like, can you come back during that time frame, and can you... Can you cast away this shadow that you've now casted on yourself? Yeah. And can you persevere? I don't know that he can. I don't suspect he'll be able to. I'm calling it right now and saying we aren't going to hear another peep from this guy from going forward. We will not. <laughs> we'll hear it in the news over the course of the next three or four weeks. Does he get banished from YouTube? Doesn't he? And then it'll fizzle out, and you'll never fucking hear his name again. Yeah. You'll never see him on YouTube. His followers are going to disband. He's going to be f- pretty much irrelevant. I just don't see him persevering through this. And I don't know him personally. I just That's just my thoughts. Yeah. He should do an update video of how shitty my life is in 2018. <laughs> After he just did that 2017 one. 
I'm sure he will because that's about the only video he's going to be able to tether together because this is not going to be a fun year for him. No. I just don't suspect. I mean, there, there's just too much too much backlash. You know one of his like closest friends of 2017 was The Rock? You're done. The Rock, if The Rock wants you done, you're done. You wait till he's president, too. Oh, then you're really done. They're real done. And you're really fucking done. So, anyway, uh, we had another topic we're going to talk about, but we were a little over on time, so maybe we'll save that one for next no, week. No, that's cool. I mean, It's not in the time relevant, but it's pretty funny, so we'll save it yeah. for episode 36. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird it's a weird one to end with. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's a little melancholy. Yeah, it's like, hey, everybody, have a good week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to talk about death. But it was it's it's in the news, so it's it's definitely um, it's definitely relative. and it's unfortunately I can make fun of a lot of subject matter. There's nothing to make fun of about that. No, there just I, isn't. Yeah, there really I have isn't. no enlightening jokes for anything that he did. I thought it was. It's weird as I get older, the things that I used to think were really funny, like I was. We grew up in the jackass era. Yeah, and I, th- I used to think that shit was hilarious, and I still listen and follow Stevo. He's sober as a bird now, which is even yeah. more fucked up because he still does some of the same shit. And I, I follow Steve-O just because now he's an aspiring comedian. So he does stand-up in mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Los Angeles and out on the West Coast. <clears throat> so I do follow him. I do think he's funny. His stand-up's actually pretty good. One of the things that I find challenging for myself to get into anymore is that just really dumb humor. That really stupid, hurt yourself, be kind of ridiculous humor. He still does that. He he can't. He ended up canceling a comedy show, I think about three weeks ago. Because I follow again, I follow him on Instagram. He posted pictures of these third degree burns on his body because he decided to set himself on fire. I'm like, dude, you're in your forties. This isn't funny anymore. Like the the people who used to think you were funny. There's a reason a, a recent Jackass movie hasn't come out. No one thinks it's funny. The people used to think it funny. We're all in our 30s now. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, and your recovery rate is that much more worse. Dude, you should have seen these burns on his body. He had one on his arm, and it had filled up with so much liquid and pus, he was turning it like this, and you could, it was sloshing around. Ew. It was moving. I'll show it to you after we're done with the podcast. Oh, You'll shit. seriously be like, what the fuck? So it's just that, that type of stuff is just not... I love good jokes. I love good humor. I have a fucking potty mouth like nobody's business. But there's just some things where it's like you've taken it too far. And in this instance with Logan Paul, you just took it too far. Yeah. Way too far. Yeah. Not only too far, like miles too far. <laughs> he wasn't even close. He wasn't even in the ballpark. Everyone, call your friends. Call your family. Hug them. Hold them in tight. Give them smooches. Because you never know when they're Because you never know. <laughs> Right. You never know when their careers might end. And with that, <laughs> we thank everybody listening to the podcast. Um, thank you for everybody who subscribes. Thank you for everyone who's rated and reviewed. I'm just going to throw this out there now. We're going to have another giveaway coming up. Giveaway! We're going to do another giveaway. The last one was hugely successful as far as the outcome for us. So we want to reward everybody for being awesome. Um, may, dare I say, we're going to likely do the same type of giveaway this time. Five packer, perhaps do a five pack giveaway. Um, maybe do for rates and reviews again on on iTunes because that certainly helps us, and we want to reciprocate our love by giving someone some sweet, delicious cigars. Yeah. A little bit of mouth cancer, maybe a little personal photo of us, huh? Yeah, maybe. Well, put in a Christmas card. Yeah, at the same time. 
little holiday card. Yeah, so this is great. Good episode 35. Five. Holy yeah. shit, man. I can't believe we're at 35. That's pretty incredible. Um, I'm going to plug this just real quick because I love the Alpha Cigar family. And I love their fucking cigars. You can buy all their cigars at LondonTobacconist.com. And you can enter promo code BIG6, B-I-G-S-I-X at checkout for 20% off. I did confirm it still works. So, Which BIG6 is our company. Right. Interrelatedness. BIG6 Big and Six the Hot Tobacco are interrelated. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you guys will see more stuff from us as There's far more as co-branding. Big Six, yeah. Yeah. You'll see a lot of that going forward. So we appreciate it. Everybody listening. Again, this is episode 35. It is Saturday. This will release on Monday. And uh, we thank everybody for listening. Have a wonderful week.